today on CityCast Philly. It's the Friday News Roundup, but a little different this time. We're at the Indy Hall Clubhouse in Northern Liberties in front of a live audience. <laughs> Celebrating our one year anniversary. Today, we're talking big picture about what it means to be a Philadelphian, the stuff we want to change about our city, and how we can all stay connected. It's Friday, September 1st. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me is Afia Tucker, Philadelphia Community Engagement Reporter for The Trace, which is a nonprofit news organization dedicated to gun violence. Hey, Afia. Hi, Trinae. Thanks for having me. No problem. Conrad Benner, founder of Streets Department, which is a local arts blog. Hey, Conrad. Hello. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> and CityCast Philly arts and culture contributor, Charles Tyson Jr., and host of the Full Circle podcast. Hey, Charles. Hey, Trinae. How are you? Good. Okay, so each Friday News Roundup, I start with an icebreaker. So we're going to have some fun. This was actually something, a prompt that I saw on your ex or, you know, the app formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> um, on your page. And you said, Philly has been calling Christopher Columbus Boulevard, Delaware Avenue for three decades. No one in Philly is going to call this app X. So... <laughs> <laughs> So what are some things Philadelphians call by an old name or a completely different name? So I'll start. So there is a thing called Columbia Avenue, but I only know it as Cecil B. Moore Avenue because I went to Temple, graduated from Temple T. You, whoop, whoop. Hey. <laughs> so, but it's named after a civil rights activist, Cecil B. Moore. So, but parts, I think parts of Fishtown, right? It's still, there's a Columbia Avenue. So it depends on which side of, yeah, which side of the street you're on. So anything for y'all? I think the obvious one is Tap Mac. Remember Mac Machines? Oh, yeah, okay, Mac. okay. You stay stealing my, my answer. I knew it. That's why I jumped in. You see me run at the microphone? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say the bottom. I don't know how many oh. people are familiar with that phrase, but I'm a West Philly girl all day. I grew up down the bottom, yeah. which we were joking about earlier before we got started, how I think some parts is like University City and no knock to the college folks and the, the, the name changing, but it's always going to be the bottom. Yeah. And the people who know, know. Right. <laughs> well, can you explain a little bit what the bottom, because it's the bottom. It's the. Right, like not the. the, yeah, the yeah. But, well, how fully people say things. Yeah. The, the, right? yeah. But it's the bottom. And then if you want to get technical, when I was growing up, it was the black bottom, which was everything from 38th Street um, 38th and like Lancaster, Haverford, all that area, and back was like the deep down black bottom. And then the rest of us was like, you just down the bottom. Right. But, you know, for me, you know, having grown up in West Philly, I'm like, I'm not calling that university city. Okay. It's like how they try to call parts of the neighborhood Midtown Village. Yeah. You know? Oh, does it like irritate you? <laughs> yes, it irritates me. Me and you're going to fight because that was literally my backup answer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a third answer. Okay, well, tell us. Well, I was going to say, like, Philly is one of the only places I can think of where we don't have a downtown. We have Center City. I think that's really cool. Right. But we say downtown we sometimes do. when we know. reference we things. Do. Like, I'm going downtown. Yeah. 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 Well, I will say that um, it takes 
actual active effort for me to say the fashion district? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I know it, it's it's hard to like fashion I'm district. The <laughs> no, I've been calling it the gallery. Okay, so for those who don't know, the fashion district used to be called the gallery. Um, so yeah, but it's still, it's got shops. It's like a mall-ish movie theater area. All right, so let's get into the convo. I want to talk more about what it means to be a Philadelphian. And to be, you know, to be clear, it gets complicated sometimes, right? Because it depends on how we grew up or what we identify the city as or just our own experiences. But what excites you the most about being a Philadelphian? And you can think of it as a resident or like what the city means to you professionally. Uh, all eyes on me. Right, right. We're looking to you to answer first. <laughs> you know what? It's just so many things to, to love about Philadelphia. But I, be, I believe to be a true Philadelphia means that you're passionate. Sometimes we're loud. Like, we stand up for what's right. Like, we're not afraid. I feel like we could go from here to D.C. to California. And, like, listen, we can adapt. So I think, you know, being raised and coming from Philadelphia give you that ability to kind of know when to switch and, you know, how to, how to, how to move. I do enjoy seeing certain areas really kind of transitioning and the beautification in certain places of Philadelphia. And we're starting to be more known as an arts and cultural place and, you know, places that didn't have it before have coffee shops and flowers that you can sit outside. So you're talking about like development, the, the, development, the new development. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I like the new development. And not to take into consideration how some people may feel about that in terms of gentrification and some people are being displaced, but I don't look at it in the lens of one thing is totally terrible, you know? So I don't want to take up all the time, you know, just talking about that. But, you know, I do see the benefits and, you know, areas seeing growth in businesses and new businesses or people who are able to kind of revive or revitalize their businesses and housing opportunities. And I, I love that. I love going, you know, driving through Lancaster Avenue. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is not the Lancaster Avenue I remember, but this is cool, you know? So, you know, I, that's, I'm... That's where I am right now with Philly. Philly is really turning into something different, but I'm not hesitant or resistance to the change. You know, I'm kind of hopeful for the future, and I'm hoping that some of these new things that we're starting to experience and see and neighborhoods emerging, and it's going to just make us a, a stronger and better city and maybe also bring people together in some type of way. Conrad, you were born and raised in Philly, so you've seen a lot. What most excites you about Philly? Yeah, I grew up in Fishtown, not too far from here. I went to Adair Elementary and then Central, and then Central kicked me out. And so I graduated from Kensington. (laughs) This is all about Central, no. Um, So, yeah, I love this question because I think, yeah, we are a huge art city. We have so much arts and culture here, and I think, you know, that's what my whole career is about. I have a blog about the art in our public space, and that's something I really love. You know, there are so many cities that use murals to beautify like business districts or to create tourist attractions. I won't name those cities. Come meet me at the roof. I'll tell you upstairs. <laughs> um, but in Philadelphia, we have a community-based mural program called Mural Arts Philadelphia that's been around for about 40 years. And so there are murals throughout the city. We have about 5,000 murals. And that's just one of the organizations. Aside from mural arts, there are plenty of other smaller mural groups in the city, independent folks who will ha- invite an artist to create a mural on the side of their building. So yeah, I I love that. You can kind of go anywhere in the city and be exposed to art. I love how, I was just thinking like, I never realized how Philly I am until I 
go outside of the city and like am <laughs> confronted with the situation. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be scared of this. Well, guess what? <laughs> 55th and Walton. I don't think so, baby. Um, but I love how experimental of a city we are. Okay. We are not afraid to try new things. Mm. We are not afraid to shake things up. We are not afraid to be activists and be creative in our activism. We have some of the best artivists that I've ever seen in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we do it like no one else. I like that. Now, you talked about the murals, Conrad. But one thing that irritates me about some of the new development is that when I no longer see that mural that I fell in love with or that mural that taught me about a community member who did activism in the neighborhood. And so that history essentially gets erased. So that irritates me. What irritates you? Hmm. I want to say that irritates me, too, because if they touched Patty... LaBelle and West Philly. <laughs> it's going to be problems. There will be an uprising. It's but be but you're right. It is, um, you don't want to lose the history and the, the, the essence of the people that came out of these communities. What really aggravates me, though, is we got to, I think, working on cleanliness in certain areas. Okay. That bugs like me. Environmental cleanliness? Environmental cleanliness citywide. So, because, you know, you could go from here to there, south to west to north to downtown. I was downtown for a conference, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that um, it's, it's not something that's totally on the residents. I think we need more support in that area. So, you know, going somewhere and seeing things not being as well kept as they should be or have been in the past, that bothers me. Like, our parks not being, you know very clean for children to just enjoy themselves, that bothers me. So that's one of the things that do irritate me. What other city has an influencer that's all about exposing how much trash there is in the city? Your fave trash man. I mean, Yeah, we had him on the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I think speaks to the problem here and how, yeah, it's not this way in other cities. It's it's the city's responsibility. This is a municipal problem that needs to be solved at the municipal level. Um, and yeah, the murals are a thing. We attach ourselves to the art in our public space. And Eric Dale, who was also on your podcast a while ago, wrote <laughs> an article for the Streets Department magazine, available everywhere. The link in my bio. Oh, I love how you're pushing that. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, where we explore that because, you know, you don't want to be too precious. You want to be able to still create murals on walls that, you know, are owned by other people. But it is a question to ask, you know, who owns the art in our public space? And can we potentially have a more thoughtful process about art that leaves us. But I think the thing that annoys me, since that was the question, is that exactly what you said, Philadelphia is amazing. We have so many amazing people. I think we think outside of the box. I think we're really creative. And I think we we fight for ourselves and for our communities. And we just need some leadership in this city that is visionary and will fight for us as well. Um, we've had some pretty lazy leadership. And I'm excited Y'all can clap. Y'all can clap. Have that. <laughs> Are we the same person? Because literally, I think it and you say it. <laughs> we're gonna have our own podcast where we just go back and forth right. saying the same thing <laughs> we won't even use our mouths we'll just be thinking we'll be in sync yeah i was going to say but expand um, on it because it's that important i think right yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i mean um, but we're getting new leaders in a couple of months or we'll be electing a new leader right because the fish rots at the head and you know there are so many examples of where we could be further along if we had leaders who were not afraid of hiring people that were smarter and better than them. 
instead of trying to be the top of the totem pole and be seen doing things as opposed to actually getting things done. All right, so uh, shifting gears a little bit, there was um, some research that came out of the Lundfest survey that said a lot of Philadelphians are concerned about the quality of life, like things like public safety concerns. So we're going to kind of do a rapid fire round where I'm going to give you some other um, concerns or topics, and you guys will rate those. Like we can do the traditional A, B, C, D. F. And then, yeah, and you can say oh, a little like bit. Like a report card. Like a report oh, okay. card. Oh, yep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, you ready? Yeah. SEPTA. They're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> give, them, give them a grade. C. 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 Oh, I cannot be that nice. <laughs> oh, okay. It is a capital F because I need SEPTA to really start paying attention to the issues that are happening on their trains, their trolleys, citywide, not just in certain places. There's some things that are going down that are totally unacceptable. And I just don't think that they are being pressured enough to make the appropriate change that they can. Especially if we go back to the whole environmental cleanliness topic. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm sorry. What yeah. grade are you going to give SEPTA? I don't want to say F, but like D minus, <laughs> like a strong D minus. Like what's the last point before you can possibly pass? They get that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's operational. Like you, right. you will get to where you got to go. It does exist. Yes, yes it, it does. It should not be a fear, though. <laughs> right. Scared. Right. And the people who work at Scepter are trying their best. I, you know, they I are. They are. Give some them some love for sure. So yeah. remember yeah. when the '95 it's, it's collapse happened? Like they were, you know, overworked and stretched and trying to make that. Make it work. But at the same time, I do totally understand what you're saying about safety. Say one too. thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm go sorry. ahead. Yeah. I should. So I, sh- I want to express some level of empathy for the people who are actually work for SEPTA and they're not at the top. They're not in leadership positions where they can actually make the change. So it's not like I hate SEPTA, right? Because there are people that I care about who are employed by SEPTA. But what do you do to really um, raise the level of consciousness, to, to, to really get them to take action, to do things that I think could be immediately changed? You know, we, we joke and we laugh sometimes, but sometimes it's the reality. I talk to people and they don't want to catch SEPTA because they are concerned about their personal safety. I've had conversations like, my son is in the back. He's transitioning into middle school. So, like, some of the parents are letting the kids go on to SEPTA by themselves. And I'm like, you sure? You, they, are they ready for that? So, it is It's real. It's real. Okay, next topic. You mentioned this earlier. Trash. Don't start with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm going to piggyback off of Charles. And, uh, oh, my God, you're going to have so many people emailing me. But I got to say, we're going to do a D because we're we going to do a D. Because y'all picking the trash up, but you're not really picking the trash up. Right, right. Oh. I'll also do a D. I was just in Mexico City, and I never saw this before, but there was, like, round-the-clock street cleaning, like, any time of day and night. And there was, it seemed like daily trash pickup, so, like, businesses were having their trash picked up. You know, because I think even New York has that problem. You hear New Yorkers talking about how, you know, some neighborhoods have once or twice a week trash pickup and there'll be these huge bags of trash on different sidewalks. So I agree, D. 
T's across the board. Yeah. Okay. One thing that irritates me is like the college let out. So like when the college semester ends and there's, there's trash everywhere in North Philly and West Philly, that irritates me. Anyway, all right, cost of living. And that can include rent, mortgage, groceries, utilities. How is the city doing with that? I'm gonna say see and leave it there. See? Yeah, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. Rent is too damn high. I mean, that's like what, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is just what it is. And um, yeah, it seems like the only development that's being built is like more luxury um, apartments. apartments. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, there's this huge middle that's just missing. And I mean, the bottom too. Um, so that's disappointing. Yeah, D. I'm gonna give it a C minus because it's better than some places but it is nowhere near where it should be. It's strong C minus. And if you've owned a home for a while or if you've not rented in a while, go on Zillow right now and like try to put in something for $1,000. You will not find yeah. a decent one bedroom for under $1,000. That's bananas. Yeah. That's not okay. Right. All right, this is one of my favorites. You already know, Philly sports. Hey! <laughs> I'm gonna give them an A too. Yes, they've been Philly sports. The Phillies thing. were killed it last night. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles, come on. I know it was disappointing, but they went to the Super Bowl. We gotta clap for them. Yes, right? yes. Seriously. We're doing good with the sports. Yes. How do the arts people feel about sports? Well, I created a hashtag whole team is hot, whole team is cute, whole team is cute, whole team is cute. So I think they're cute. Yeah. And they do really well. No, they do great. And I just did a mural at the link with Lincoln Financial that I'm making a TikTok and getting a, you know, that'll be out soon. But yeah, I, I love them. They're great. And they have great colors. Kelly green and powder blue are great yes. colors. <laughs> I do enjoy looking at sports players too. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we, are we still grading? Yeah, we graded, yeah. Uh, 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 I'll give, it a, I'll give it an A. I'll <laughs> okay. give it an A. All right. What about the going out nightlife art scene? We talked about that a lot. I'm going to say A minus, right? Because we are almost there. Depending on what you're doing, what you're into, Philly can be lit at night, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, I'm not going to mention the other cities. We're not, we, you didn't get a strong A because I feel like the music isn't there yet. Because sometimes you can go and, um, here are top 100 or, you know, but we have the rooftops now, which I always loved. And that used to be more of a New York thing. And, you know, it's just so much culture here when it comes to the food and the settings and then the price points. And do you want jazz? You know, do you want to dance? I can't dance. So that ain't what I do, but it's available. So I think we are definitely thriving there. And it's definitely not what it used to be when I was like a young adult going out. So I love to see that growth. So I'm with it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll say a B. I think there's room to grow there, too. There's an organization, I can't think of the name, that's working to make Philly a 24-hour city for all these reasons, for the economy, for safety. There's really good reasons to make, like, maybe bars stay open a little bit later or stagger or have 24-hour transit, for example. But, mm. uh, yeah, I think B. I can't, it's hard for me to answer because I don't really go out. But, uh, you know, I want a <laughs> quiet bar where I can have three glasses of wine, you know. I mean, I will say it's hard to find good quality food at 3 a.m. 
Right. That part. And now that every Wawa is closed, you can't even get the non-quality food, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Trinae, since COVID, can, is that a real thing to still find food late? Because even sometimes when I'm in different cities, it's yeah. hard to find food. Like all the diners, like diners just right. kind of got right. wiped yeah. out. Like, I would love to have a pancake at 3.17 a.m. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, diner, the, we lost so many diners. I'll give nightlife, uh, a, like, because Conrad, again, has to say the same thing I was going to say. I'll, I'll give it a beast, because we, we still have room to grow, but we're doing good. There's a little something for everybody. Some things you have to look a little harder. Some things are right there for you, but there's something to do. There's something to do in Philly, and we are a world-class city, and you look around, we got that stuff. We do. We do. All right. So before we wrap up, I usually end each of the segments with a tip of the week where we share a life hack for living in Philly. So normally I just do the life hacks, but I'm going to include y'all. So I'll start with you, Charles. Charles, what's your life hack for living in Philly? Find your tribe. You know, this city, no matter who you are, how you identify, what you like, what you don't like, you'll find a nice, you'll find community because we are such a fabulous cross-section of the world in this city. Find your tribe. I was going to say the same thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, oh, there's so many ways I can answer that, but I think the way I want to answer it is just, like, walk around more. You know, we're a huge city. We're, like, 1.6 million people, and Phoenix is still the sixth biggest city. We're the fifth. I hate Phoenix. Sorry. <laughs> Does this get published in Phoenix? There's no way they can call themselves the fifth biggest city. Is there like a city cast Phoenix? There isn't. Okay, no. great. And there will never be. Stupid Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> so I think we're still the fifth biggest city. But yeah, we're 1.6 million people, but the city is pretty, you know, tight. Like you can get from West Philly to Fishtown Kensington in 15 minutes on the L, right? So like go into Center City. Like if you haven't done it in a while, like go zigzag through Society Hill. There's so many awesome alleys there, get a coffee, go to any of the parks, you know, Rittenhouse, Washington, just go sit and read a book. Like we have so much great public space that I don't think we enjoy enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was a part of my hack. My hack was use Fairmount Park if you're a driver because you can get from North Philly to West Philly in like five minutes and back again. So <laughs> know where the clean restrooms are. Mmm, that's that a good was, topic. I'll tell you why. Did that you see was, one of those Portaloos, Portland Loos? Yeah. It's like right outside of the municipal mm -hmm. services building, right on 15th. Yeah. So I think they did a whole story about naming it. Mm -hmm. or what is it called now? Philly Flush? Yeah. PH. Yeah, Flush. Yeah. I could have gave you the rundown of where to go and where not to go. Back in the day, I knew Macy's, some ladies in there. They was in there around the clock. Mm -hmm. You was going in there smelling the disinfectant. You can get in, get out. Like, so, I mean, that that is a serious hack, though. It is. And, it is. And R.I.P. the sometimes. Rittenhouse Barnes & Noble. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. That was definitely on the top of my list. So we're going to end with this bathroom talk. Um, <laughs> all right, that was Afia Tucker, Philadelphia Community Engagement Reporter for The Trace, uh, Comrade Benner, founder of Streets Department, and CityCast Philly Arts and Culture contributor Charles Tyson Jr. Thank you all so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. <laughs>
All right, and before we go, I just want to shout out Indy Hall. Alex, thank you so, so, so much. <laughs> Indy Hall is Philly's original and independent community of freelancers, remote workers, and more uh, people who love their freedom and their flexibility. And they are turning 17 years old this month. I also have to shout out our marketing team, Caroline Patton, Jermaine Thomas II, our content manager, Will Fulton, our director of newsletter strategy, Brian Vance, and our CEO, David Plotz. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our lead producer is Laura Benchoff. Our producers are Abby Fritz and Elizabeth Kama. Our Hey Philly newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Cherney Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable, with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoyed this week of episodes, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Philly. We're off Monday observing Labor Day, but we'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe, y'all. Bye. All right, so now we can party.